Alrighty then, hello, 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 welcome back, episode two of the podcast, yeah, it's Gamer Dude. how you doing? Glad to have you back. So, you decided to bite the bullet and see what else I have to talk about, well, welcome, 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 glad to have you here, thanks for uh, tuning in, thanks for downloading, thanks for listening, thanks for finding me. We do have lots of things to talk about, as I alluded to in the first episode. I, I have topics running through my head all the time, so you're, you're going to hear whatever my mind is talking about this particular day. And today, the episode is going to be about telephones. I don't know why I'm obsessed with telephones, but I'm obsessed with telephones. Not so much talking on the phone, because I was never a phone talker, and I talk on the phone for my work, and I talk on the phone with friends and family. Uh, So it's not like I have to be talking all the time. It's just fascinating to me the way phones have developed in our lives and how they've taken such a central point in our life, but in a different way than it was when I was a kid. And I'll explain. Today, cell phones are like, unbelievable. They're amazing. We have more computing power in our pockets now than it took to land people on the moon. If you look that up, you'll see the computing power in like an iPhone 10 is significantly greater. I don't have the the statistics, can't even say the word, the statistics in front of me. There you go. (laughs) But I know that the iPhone 10 could probably land us on a planet in Andromeda galaxy at some point compared to what they used to get to the moon. But that's beside the point. The point is that the phones these days are just the focal point of everybody's existence. We all text, we all DM, we all talk. Actually, talking is one of the things we do least on the phone compared to the research and the streaming and the, and the browsing various websites and the cruising the net and the surfing the net and the do whatever you want to call it. We're all over the place using this little phone in our pocket. And that's the central focus of our existence these days. Phones have always been the central focus of our existence, just a different kind of phone and in a different way. Because when telephone communication started, and I'm not going to give you a history lesson, don't worry. But the point is, when phones came into existence, it brought people closer together. And the phone often became the focal point of everybody's world. If you've ever watched the reruns of the Andy Griffith show, you know the candlestick phone that they used in the houses. When I, when I say candlestick, it's that phone that sits straight up and down and you have a little mouthpiece you speak into and then you pull the handle off and you put that to your ear and you ring up the operator and you say, hey, Martha, get me Mount Pilot. And Martha would do her little connecting thing and she'd take the connecting cord from her switchboard and plug it into the, the whoosie what's to get her to Mount Pilot. And then you could talk to somebody at Mount Pilot without ever having to dial a telephone number. The problem, of course, is you had to have an operator on duty to make those connections. The point being that you had this phone, instead of having to drive to Mount Pilot or take a horse to Mount Pilot or walk to Mount Pilot, you could now communicate almost instantly with Mount Pilot. And that was an amazing jump in technology for people. And it brought people and towns and families and everybody closer together. Now, Andy Griffith's phones didn't have a dial. I remember when I was a, a little kid, my grandmother's phone was one of the first phones that I vividly remember. It was a big black telephone and it had a giant dial. For me, it was a giant dial, and it had to dial for every number, of course. If you haven't seen a dial telephone, it was uh, it was like a small box sitting on your desk, probably about the size of a PlayStation console, and there was a receiver that sat on the top of it, and then the dial was in the middle of it, and it had a big, big circle with a, a, a stopping point where you would put your finger and you'd 
put your finger in the hole for number one and dial it all the way to the stopping point. And then you had to take your finger out and let it rotate back so that you could dial the next number. It was a slow process. I mean, these days you hit speed dial and your phone call goes through instantly. Back then you had to dial all five or seven or however many numbers were in the number you were dialing. Phone numbers back when they started were only five or six digits. They slowly became seven digits, and then they became seven digits plus the area code, depending on where you were going and how many phones there were. Um, But the thing that I remember about my grandmother's phone is the size of the dial and the size of the phone. I mean, you say a PlayStation console. That doesn't sound huge, except... It, it was a, 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 a thing that weighed probably as much as a ship's anchor. I remember picking up that receiver. It was so heavy. Oh, my God. For my little hands trying to pick up the phone and hand the phone to my dad or my mom when they were at grandma's house and they needed to talk to somebody. It was an exercise. It was heavy as hell. I'm telling you. It was a horrible experience trying to hold that phone and carry it and walk around and have a conversation. Oh, my God. Okay, I may be over-exaggerating. It wasn't horrible, but it was definitely a workout. I mean, if you wanted to do 16-ounce curls, you could probably use the receiver on a telephone back in those days. So those were the early phones, and dialing the numbers was a process. The thing is that that dial was all I grew up with, so we always knew everybody's phone number by heart. You had to memorize the telephone numbers, or you had to have a list written by the phone so you could remember Uncle Stan's phone number and Aunt Gus's phone number and Grandpa Smith's phone number, and you had a little book next to the phone, and in fact, my grandmother had a telephone stand. It was a piece of furniture dedicated to the phone, and in that stand was a little cabinet where you kept your phone books. Yes, there were big things books with all of the phone numbers for anybody you could want to call and anybody in town they had their phone numbers listed in the phone book and then you had your own personal phone book or your own phone list and all these were put in the telephone stand so that you knew where everything was and the phone was wired into the house it's not like you could take the phone anywhere with you you had to be around this phone stand the the cord that attached the receiver to the transmitter part of the phone was probably two feet long so you had two feet to play with so if you wanted to make a phone call you had to be sitting within two feet of the telephone stand because that's how it worked They finally introduced extension cords for the receiver, and these were very popular in the phones that you would find in most homes' kitchens. And those phones would have this curly extension cord that would stretch out to six or seven feet. Eventually, they developed even longer cords where you could have a 15-foot radius. Oh, my God, it was glorious. You could go sit down at the kitchen table and still be on the phone. It was progress like we'd never had before. Oh my God, we can sit down on the kitchen table at the kitchen table instead of on the kitchen floor and talk on the phone. It was amazing to us at the time. Our kitchen phone was the centerpiece of our home. And I remember it, it was an almond colored telephone. Almond is kind of a cream off-white color. And that was the color you could choose from either almond or white. Ooh, almond or white. Ooh, the tough choice. That was it. That's all you could pick from. Eventually, they introduced, uh, they called it avocado. It was a greenish telephone, and certain kitchens had this kind of avocado-y color, and the phones matched the avocado. 
You would get black phones to put on the other extensions in the house if you had other jacks. And yes, you actually had to pay for other jacks in your house. If you wanted more than one phone, you had the kitchen phone, which was usually the main phone. And then if you wanted a jack in the bedroom, which would run off the same phone number, you had to pay extra for it unless you had a crafty father. My dad figured out how to wire in jacks without going through the phone company. He also learned that you had to disable the telephone ringer on that phone. Otherwise, the phone company could pick it up. Don't ask me how he figured this out. I don't know. And I'm only going by what my dad told me because I said, why don't we turn the ringer on? He said, because the phone company will know we have an extension, so we don't want to pay for an extension. Yes, the phone companies charged you for having more than one phone on the line. So he would have two extensions wired in without ringers. So you always had to have the kitchen ringer up loud so you could hear it wherever you were in the house. But he had one in the master bedroom and then he had one in the basement because we had a basement and if he was working down there or if mom was doing the laundry down there and you didn't want to sprint up a flight of stairs to get to the phone, you could pick up the phone on the extension or in the master bedroom. Now, this was great to have an extension in case you wanted to make a private phone call uh, or if you wanted to talk quietly to a friend without having to sit in the middle of the kitchen while mom was making, making dinner or down in the basement while dad was working on things. You could go into the master bedroom and use the extension in the master bedroom to talk to your friends or to try to make that first call for that very first date, which was a whole episode that I won't talk about in this episode, but we'll save that for another episode. But yeah, you wanted the privacy. You didn't want to be making that call to either your friends or that potential girlfriend uh, from the kitchen phone. You had to have privacy. And I had a routine. When I was calling my friends or whoever I was talking to, I had a spot that I would sit on the floor next to the telephone stand in the master bedroom. And yes, there was a telephone stand in the master bedroom. It was actually my mother's bedside table, but it was set up like a telephone stand with a phone book in the top drawer, a little a notepad with all the numbers on it. And you would sit there quietly and you dial number, dial your number and talk to your friends or talk to the potential girlfriend and do it behind closed doors. Hopefully, as long as mom didn't need to come in or dad came in for whatever they needed in the master bedroom, which was usually to check up to see what you were doing. But they never said that. They just wanted to see what you were doing and who you were talking to because they always had to know who you were talking to. Who are you calling? Where are you calling? That's not long distance, is it? And we were also taught never to take collect calls. As a kid, I had no idea what a collect call was, but I always knew never to take one. Collect calls, by the way, is if you were calling long distance and at a payphone, and I'll talk about those in a second, and you didn't have the money to make a telephone call, you could call up a number and ask the operator to make it a collect call. That meant the person that you were calling would pay for the call on their telephone bill rather than you have to come up with the money. Yeah. That's how they got the money out of you one way or the other. You could make calls from a distance on a pay phone, but somebody had to pay for it. And my dad never wanted to be paying for collect calls for anybody, for anything, for any reason, because there was no way he was going to pay the phone company's bills and the fees they charged for collect calls. You never did that. We also had something called person-to-person -person calls so that if you wanted to call somebody and speak to a specific person, you could go through the operator and tell them, hi, I'm Joe, I'm calling Sam at such and such a number, and I only want to talk to Sam, this is a person-to-person -person call. 
so that the operator would then ring up the number that you gave her or him and ask for Sam at the other end of the phone. And if Sam was there, then you would get connected and there was an extra charge for a person-to-person call. But that way, you would not waste the money trying to find out if Sam was home. You would do a person-to-person call to speak directly to Sam only if he was there. Now, there was ways around this fee people figured out ways to convey little coded messages on a person-to-person call so the message would get through without you ever having to pay for the telephone call. Um, But that's a topic for another podcast. We can talk about all the little coded things we did to get away with things. But there were different kinds of calls, person-to-person and collect and ship-to-shore calls were a thing. If somebody had a phone on a ship, there was a special operator you had to go through. Then, of course, there was the international calls, and you had to have special dialing instructions for those. And those would be even more expensive than you could even imagine to go from, from the United States to the UK, for instance, to make a telephone call to somebody you knew over there. And we had relatives in the UK when I was a kid. So there were occasional, occasional international calls. And oh my goodness, the bills for those calls, horrendous. And my dad would never stop ranting about those calls. But yeah, those are the, those are the types of things that we did with telephones just to make a general phone call. Then of course, there were the prank calls that you could make. And if you were making your prank calls, you know, you'd call up the tobacco store in town and say, Hey, do you have Prince Albert in a can? Well, you better let him out. He's starting to suffocate. Uh, and yeah, that's the kind of humor that we had. <laughs> what can I tell you? Call up the appliance store. Is your refrigerator running? Well, you better catch it. <laughs> But we would make the prank calls, but we would have to do those also from the master bedroom or from the basement because you can't make a prank call from the kitchen because mom knows you're making prank calls. The prank calls that I got in trouble with was when I thought it was a great idea to dial in an area code that wasn't our area code. I wasn't sure where the area codes were, but I found out when the bill came and my dad asked me who was calling California from our New Jersey home, and we didn't know anybody in California. It was not well received that I was making prank calls to California. So lesson learned at that point. Yeah, I stopped dialing in random area codes and just kept my prank calls local after that. Um, But the other thing that we had with phones was kids who had extensions in their own bedrooms. That was an alien concept to me. I had no idea what it was like to have a phone in my bedroom. Nowadays, everybody has their own phone with their own number in their pocket. Back when I was growing up, it was a matter of prestige for you to have an extension in your bedroom. Oh my goodness, you were special. Your parents thought so much of you that you got an extension in your bedroom. You were royalty at that point in time. You had the same phone number as the rest of the house, but you didn't have to go into mom and dad's room or into the basement to make a special phone call or to call a friend or to do your prank calls. You could do it from the comfort of your own bedroom. Now, the extension would cost extra money unless your dad figured out how to do it without paying the extra fee, but still having extensions in your bedrooms Oh my goodness, that was like hitting the lottery for a kid back when I was growing up. We didn't have extensions in our bedrooms. We had the three phones in the house, and that's essentially what we grew up with for my entire childhood. The bedroom extension, the kitchen extension, and the basement extension. Nowadays, nowadays you can I can juggle two phones that are both my own number, and everybody seems to do that too. It's just 
quite an, ev- uh, quite an evolution. And it's amazing to me what we used to deal with and what's just normal these days. The other aspect of phones when I was growing up is when we first moved into our home in New Jersey, we were in such a rural area at the time that they didn't even have enough individual lines for each home that they were building out there. So what we had when we first moved into our development was something called a party line. Now, a party line is a line that's shared between one or more phone numbers. And that's because they didn't have enough separate lines for each of the phone numbers to have their own line. What that meant was our neighbors and we shared the same telephone line. So if the neighbors were on the line making a call to whoever and we picked up the phone in our house, we would hear their conversation. So if we wanted to make a call out, we had to wait for them to finish and vice versa. If we were on the phone and they picked up their telephone and wanted to make a call out, they had to wait for us to finish. And it was a really weird thing because you know, everybody's a little nosy. So you, you hear the neighbors on the phone and you kind of want to listen in, especially when you're a nosy little kid, you like to know what's going on. And I happened to be a nosy little kid who liked to know what was going on. So I would always want to listen in on the phone, but somehow my mom always knew when we were listening in on a call, we weren't supposed to be listening in on. And it would be, hang up that phone, get off the phone. The neighbors are entitled to privacy. Get off that phone. So we did not get to listen to very much of the mundane dealings of our neighbors. But boy, the temptation was there. We really wanted to know what was going on over there. We really did. We never got the chance to, but we really did. We lost the party line after, I'd say, three or four years in the house because they finally started developing the area we were in. So they realized the need for additional phone lines. So the glorious day came where we no longer had to share a line with the neighbors. But the downside was we couldn't listen in on their conversations anymore. So there's a trade-off. You get privacy, but you give up the entertainment value of trying to catch what the latest was with Aunt Tilly from next door. So that was one of the other things that we had to deal with and that folks these days don't even know anything about. Party line? What the hell's a party line? Party line now is an 800 number you call and you can talk to all of the funnest people around. Just watch the, telef- or just watch the TV ads at the late night TV. Oh, yes. Party lines are a very different thing now than they were when I was growing up. So that's what phones were when I was growing up. Nowadays... We all have our phones in our pocket. We take them everywhere we go. You don't need to hear me tell you what we do with phones now. We focus on them every day. We watch Twitch streams on them. We listen to podcasts on them. We hardly use them to talk anymore. Back in the, the olden days, we used them only as a means of communication. Now we communicate with them just in a very different way. To me, it's an amazing evolution. I love my phone. I still do make telephone calls with it. I know, what a concept. But I also text and I DM and I watch videos and I stream. And yes, I've used my phone for streaming. I can stream live broadcasts of me from my phone. It's an amazing evolution to me and something that I never would have envisioned when I was a kid. It's, it's just mind-boggling when I think about it, what's happened to telephones in my lifetime. And I can't wait to see what happens next because who knows, we might be able to power vehicles by plugging our phone into a port in the vehicle. Who knows what could happen? We use our phones now to get directions from our vehicle. I have a hotspot in my phone. My phone actually connects to my vehicle and it tells me which direction to go just because I have all of the right apps connected up. I could never have imagined that 
years and years ago that that's how I would use a phone. So it's amazing to me the way technology has gone. And it's amazing to me how important phones were when I was a kid and how important they still are today. And that's my story about phones. <laughs> they do entertain me. They do keep me busy. And uh, I, I do obsess about them to this day. Do I have the right phone? Do I have all the technology? Are all the apps updated? These are the things that I worry about these days. Back in the day, I worried about, is mom listening in? Now I worry about, do I have the right apps? Well, I hope you enjoyed today's little story and rant. That's what I have to say about phones today. Thanks for listening in on that one. Uh, if you like what you hear, I'm going to be doing these podcasts uh, once a week. I'm going to try to get them out every Wednesday. I'll put the schedule up whenever they're coming out, uh, meaning what time that is. I just told you every Wednesday, meaning the time on my Twitter feed at ReallyGamerDude. You can follow me there because I'm really gamer dude. If you want to check out the Twitch broadcasts, I realize I didn't give out my Twitch handle. It's a little tricky, so you can write it down if you don't know it. It's IX underscore GamerDude underscore XI. That's IX underscore GamerDude underscore XI. The long story about that is somebody else thinks they're GamerDude. I'm really GamerDude, and I'm trying to get that handle, and one day it will be mine. But for the time being, that's how you can find me on Twitch. Guys, thanks for listening. I appreciate you looking me up and spending some time with me. Until next time, y'all take it easy, and I'll see you when I see you.